Club. I'm Andrew Whipple. I'm Alex Wade. And it is dark at like 4.45 every day, and that sucks. And yeah. this becomes a good timestamp for the fact that we're recording this in December for when I really end up releasing it in like July of 2025 <laughs> or however long it takes to edit these episodes. That will be pinning that for later in the discussion. But how are you doing, Alex Wade? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. December has always been, I don't know, kind of a, a sad general month for me of just feels like it's kind of slowed down and nothing's really happening too much, you know. Yeah, I feel similar. We're not here to discuss the changing of the seasons. We are here. Well, we are here to discuss the changing of the seasons, but over the course yeah. of decades, because this week's question it's going to be the most annoying question for anyone that's listening to this. So if you want to tap out of this episode early, I don't blame you in the slightest. This one's just for us. What do you think of the A-Dub Club? It's perfect. No complaints. No notes. Ten no notes. It's great. Stars. The context for this, though, being that this is recorded in December of 2022, and that gives us the benefit of both being the five-year anniversary of this year podcast, The Ada Club, in its current incarnation, which started in December of 2017 with our first episode, or you could be your own grandfather on the question of, is time travel a lazy plot device? But also the 10-year anniversary of the first iteration of The A-Dub Club, which was as a YouTube show we recorded in our literal high school our se- during yeah. senior year that we started in May of 2012. So we've been doing this here project off and on for the first five years and very consistently for the last five years for a full decade, over a full decade at this point. That's been something that like, I, I, I never thought we would get this far. You know, absolutely like. not. Are you kidding? <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> when we first sat down in, I don't know, some random classroom at Lakeside High School and started yeah. shooting the shit about trying to, I don't know, I guess mansplain like the ideas of <laughs> basic sci fi concepts. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. We're a little pain in that one. I think we discuss it in that first particular episode and we probably rediscuss it in the first episode of the podcast iteration, but taking a science fiction class, having lots of good conversations that both were arguments between ourselves and also arguments between us and the whole rest of the class um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on various sci-fi related topics. And then decided, I think you had the original idea for doing this and said, let's make this a little YouTube show. And I brought in a camera and then we set up in a in a room in Lakeside High School, and then we bullshit about Star Wars for like 20 minutes yeah. that gets edited into like 12. Uh, emphasis on the bullshit. Ooh, yeah. I feel like part of the start of this was just like, in class, I would say the most wildest, stupid shit that you understood and no one else did. And you distilled what I said into a reasonable phrase or reasonable opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I remember that fairly, fairly concretely that playing playing that role (laughs) of translator in in utopias and dystopias, particularly because like the class, it's a class that's all about like utopias, dystopias, science fiction, big, bold ideas. So it's something that like, it's easy to catch yourself on the wrong side of a insane aggressive statement if you're talking about like crazy far future dystopias and normative statements on what counts as utopian and dystopian 
Uh, yeah. It's a pretty easy one to get yourself on the wrong side of the line, depending on how carefully one treads with their words. Yeah, and considering who I was, and still am to a certain extent, I uh, didn't really try to tread lightly on sensitive subjects, as evidenced out by <laughs> the years of documented records that uh, we listened to. Oh, that, by the yeah. way, is what we did. We went and rewatched and re-listened to all of the A-Dub Club from the past decade. Yes, which is 60 discrete episodes of content, 21 YouTube videos, 39 podcasts. Um, in total, that is 41 and a half hours worth of content split between about five hours of YouTube and about 36 hours of podcasting that we did over wow. the course of, as mentioned before, a literal decade. Now, I will cop to this, particularly because I know that you're going to cop to it as well, because we talked about it off mic. Um, did I what, did I spend 40 full hours consuming all this content? No, I spent oh, no. probably in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 hours, because almost all of it I did at one and a half or double speed. Especially, ooh, especially the YouTube. Especially the oh. YouTube. Okay, my confession time is that the YouTube I did at double speed for all of them uh i did it this week okay. part of that was intentional because my my pitch was like i knew the youtube stuff was going to be the hardest to consume so i was going to do the whole podcast in chronological order first and then jump back to the youtube in chronological order but then there were more than a few episodes where i had to be like i'm just going to pretend this is a podcast and i'm going to go put it in a window that's behind another window <laughs> so i can sort of listen to it rather than having to watch it myself yeah in that case more well, I mean, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The YouTube channel. I think part of this is there's part of this that can't be pulled apart from the fact that we are watching ourselves do this. And so, like, I think particularly oh, no. like the the reason why I had to put it in the background and not watch it and then could just listen to it is that like it's not that too much of the visual stuff that we were doing was anything more cringy than like the words or the ideas or something like that. But it was more cringy for me personally to watch me personally wildly gesticulate and whatnot so i think some of that is the like eh, anyone who watches themselves from 10 years ago is going to be more embarrassed than a neutral third party who watches this exact yeah. same content but that's not all i'm gonna that's some of it that's not gonna be all of it <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, uh i would i would contest that that is most of it frankly of uh, okay. just i mean I don't know. I think there's two parts of it. Of there is me watching me and all the mistakes that we made and mm -hmm. how how we treated this show and like like the inception of this show was literally us just saying, "Hey, we have sci-fi fun interesting conversations. Let's put them on video." And like mm -hmm. that's exactly what it was. And that's mm -hmm. Not with, with no, good no additional content. foresight on top of that. Absolutely. No forethought put into it beyond that. Literally, I think. I mean, I guess there must have been yeah. some level of forethought to the degree of I know I recorded those initial ones on like one of those old flip cameras, yeah. the little like rectangular stick camera things that I borrowed from my parents, which means yeah. it, there must have been a discussion prior to the first episode otherwise i wouldn't have brought the camera to school but i'm pretty sure it was not anything more than bring a camera let's do a youtube thing and it'll be about i don't know the kind of nerdy shit that we like to talk about yeah. normally yeah that's exactly what it was even to the point of 
I I feel <laughs> I'm I'm gonna talk about I think my least favorite episode was I think one of our first comebacks to it was it was still video and we were in sep we I was we were in college and it was like oh here's a dub club coming back and it was like uh-huh. what's what's happened in the past I don't know year or something and it wasn't about anything specific it was about what any nerdy thing has happened at all in the past interesting i don't hate that episode i think that's one of the, i mean it's not good none of the youtube episodes are good but i think <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase this it's it I, I liked it i liked it as us as content it's just us like like the the, the previous beats that we had the previous beats god we're not a play the previous conversation the conversations we have before a, a podcast that's what that was you know? Okay. Okay. So this, I think, I do think this gets at something that is a fun tension, for lack of a better word. But like, when the Adub Club is good, I think part of it comes from a tension between the two of our. Like, it's the mix. It's a mix of us having different styles and different approaches, and that somehow turns together into something that's worth listening to. I'm going to say listening to because really, truth be told, all of these <laughs> episodes are bad. There's not one of them that is like actually redeemable. There's a few that are like. Oh, that's fun for an eighteen-year-old to have done a decade ago, yeah. and like as a historical artifact. But like, none of them are actually good. But I know, yeah, I think that one to me, that was one that it's a very different kind of show than I think we've ever been before or since. But that was the one that I watched. I was like, oh, I could see this kind of style fitting into the kinds of just like current event shows that I would listen to or watch otherwise it's totally disposable and so especially it's fun going back a decade later and being like oh yeah you're talking about like buying star wars and bioshock infinite and whatever which is interesting as a historical artifact but otherwise completely disposable and like is only fun because it was a decade ago but no i don't know i felt like that was one to me the stuff that like really grinded me in the first ones is the ones where we are trying to explain like you said, mansplain a thing to the audience (laughs) and where it's not even that we're having a discussion. It's that we are like, we know this thing. We're going to teach you about this thing. And we're not going to put any effort into plant. Like there's a version of that show that could be, uh, it wouldn't have aged well, but would be fine. But it's one that you would have to put in the effort to plan of like, okay, how are you going to particularly teach a thing as opposed to like, Oh, let's just bloviate about a thing. And, and usually almost all of those do turn into at some point we have an actual discussion amongst ourselves and that pretty much universally is the best part of the bad episode but yes that's i mean that's the problem with the with these episodes it's like us trying to explain something that we have a vague grasp upon and yeah like the the uh, the whole episode is like 15 minutes of us explaining what a situation is and then also just the very i don't know teenage like exaggeration and performative cringe swag a lot huh yeah and just yeah. Uh, it's it's it is very cringe inducing agreed agreed there is a sense of of arrogance i don't know if that's the right word <laughs> or of you know the 18 year old bravado of yeah knowing you're better than the rest of the world casually somehow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 
<laughs> uh, which is painful. Yep. I agree. To that end, I think it is in going through the YouTube episodes, the yeah. the stuff that I liked the best was the stuff that where we would get into actual sort of the kinds of conversations that would presage the kinds of conversations I think we have later in the podcast version. Yeah. And so I think when they would turn to those sorts of conversations where it was like you and I are actually discussing a thing and there's a give and take. And especially if like one of us is learning something from the other, I think that tends to be, oh, yeah. there's something interesting going on there. I think I liked there was a bit of a noticeable difference in performance for the only one of the YouTube ones that was audio only in a way that I think yeah. benefited that like it was more toned down because maybe it's just like this is the difference between like you're on a mic and you know you're not being videotaped or maybe it's just a difference in our, I don't know. But like it did feel like it had a different performance that was more toned down and more like a not lunatic 18 year old trying to perform for the camera. Yeah. The other ones that I did think were better comparatively in the grand theme of all of these terrible episodes, from a performance perspective, the last one that we did, the one that we did senior year, that was the Force Awakens Star Wars episodes. Yeah. Where I, th- I think part of that is just like, okay, we were 22 and we were older. I'll always speak for myself. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm more closer to the me of now personality and performance wise than I was me of 10 years ago, even then still noticing some differences in terms of performativity. But uh, yeah, I think those on, on a pure performance and content level, those were the things that of the YouTube era stood out to me as like, okay, there's some sparks of something kind of interesting there. Interesting. Yeah. I, I can see the, the embers of what I really like about our podcast more in that episode than the, I don't know, I'm not going to say failings of the earlier episodes, but like we were, we were reaching for what we have now. And it was literally just, we're throwing our brains against the wall when we're 18 versus like, here's an actual thing that we're trying to judge and evaluate and, maybe create some something interesting for. And I do think to some degree it's a better match of form and content where if we're not going to put a ton of like pre-production effort into the content side of things in the sense of like we're not going to script things, we're not going to like have a detailed outline, we're not going to like think really hard about is this in or is this out or like have a content schedule or blah blah blah. YouTube and particularly like the two camera YouTube talk show format is probably not the right format for that kind of like we're going to bullshit and bloviate and blah, blah, blah in a way that like a podcast kind of is. I think we're yeah. doing a better job of the bloviating now than we were before. And and that's even something I see across as the podcast goes. Spoiler, I think the podcast has gotten better as it's gone on for a lot of different reasons. But one of it is yeah. I think we're leaning more into let's make the podcast be the thing that we're good at doing rather than trying to make it into something that either doesn't come as naturally or would require more effort that we don't want to put in to make it be this other thing that it is yeah. naturally. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. It is very funny to watch both for the podcast and for the YouTube show where 
I think, roughly speaking, most of the production side I handle. I think in terms of like coming up with topics and coming up with ideas, it's probably like 70-30. You come up with most of the topics and I come up with the others. And I think on the production side, seeing how much it is very clearly influenced by like whatever is the thing that I'm into in that <laughs> space at the time where again on the YouTube side, oh my God, the fact that this was so clearly me trying to ape the kinds of the handful of YouTube things that I watched at the time, which was like starting off being very nerdist and geek and sundry style. Yeah. Like chat shows and to the point of even stealing an Anna Managuchi song as the theme song, uh, which is the same band that did the nerdist theme song. And then like, <laughs> I think shifting a little bit into more of a still it based on that mold, but like, it's a little bit more kind of like some of the, vlog brothers e or just between us or some of like the other kind of more laid back chat showy stuff that was less polished than the like nerdist geek and sundry stuff yeah. but like how very clearly it's oh here's what i like to watch i'm gonna try and copy that so blatantly and fall so short of it <laughs> you did great i always loved your editing <laughs> well thank you um uh, I, I i i i'm realizing as i'm saying that fall short of it in the sense of our content was not very good and then the production was a 80 percent job at doing the same level of production stuff that we did before but the difference yeah. was yeah i guess that's true if it would have been me as an editor and you as a topic picker or rather if we had had actual like line producers for any of our stuff that had like sure. forced us to follow an outline and then it had been like editing and production stuff and not just like stealing music from actual real bands <laughs> yeah it could be something yeah yeah so i guess something that i'd be interested in discussing is more so there's there's the youtube show which full of mistakes and growth and trying to slowly stumble our way through topics um and then I think there is the podcast show. And these are two very separate things that first off, there was like a three-year hiatus uh, mm. from us like doing it during the summer to us doing it like I think once our freshman year and then during winter break, our senior year of college. Yeah. Yeah, we basically did the first something like... 10 episodes on the YouTube show, senior year and summer, then the next like eight or so over the course of our freshman year. And then including like some like aggressively batched episodes where it's like, okay, yeah. here's five episodes in one, in one batch, <laughs> which um, I still have that. Uh, there's the A-Dub club piece sheet of paper that we still have in my basement at my parents' yeah. house. Hell Yeah. Um, that's going to be worth a million someday. Um, and then, yeah, and then nothing until, so that would be 2012 and 2013 and then nothing until 2016 when we did the Star Wars episode. And then not, that was like winter of 2016 and then nothing until December, 2017 when the podcast kicks on back up, which I think if I remember correctly, oh, I should actually go back and look at like the text and see if, if there's a record of this. But I think the podcast was a combo of me texting you being like, lol, I still, I'm getting the renewal notice for the domain. And yeah. then either that same night or sometime relatively soon after being like, why don't we, you being like, why don't we try doing a podcast? So I think you're the inceptor really? of both iterations. Interesting. 
I that feel that feels right in the sense of I'm a pusher and that was also something that I noticed for like you as as me being an asshole during the first several episodes of I don't know, rolling over you and talking over you that I hope has slowly really? changed over the years. But I didn't notice that nearly as much. That did not stand <laughs> for me at all. Huh. Yeah, so I think you've gained a pushover. <laughs> I, I think you've gained a bit more confidence over the years. And that was definitely something I really noticed, especially going into the final final video episode when we were twenty two of just so I also so I miscalculated and I planned I didn't procrastinate. I planned out when I was going to listen and watch to these things. And the final one, the finals were going to be today. And I miscalculated and realized that I had like two to three hours of content left to watch today when I thought I would only have like 30 or 40 minutes worth. So I spent a lot of today watching a lot of these cringe-inducing cringe-inducing shows. Here. <laughs> I, um uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, well, part this, no, I, I will say, no, I did procrastinate on the YouTube one. I was done with the podcast, re listening to the podcast like two weeks ago, and then didn't really start on the YouTube stuff until like this weekend. Um, because I knew that we were going to have the, uh, we'd push yeah. this back enough times. So I fully coughed procrastinating, but yeah, same sort of thing <laughs> of like, and, and for as much as it is cringe, it is a fun memory. It, there are elements of it that is a fun memory lane to be yeah. like, oh, okay, you're actually seeing how some of the stuff changes over the course of the year and how, and how different yeah. ways of interacting with the world. Which, when we get to the podcast, same thing in the podcast. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm the same. I know I'm not the same person in the 2017 episodes, let alone the 2021 episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if it's just like, I don't know, I think it's it's been interesting seeing us grow as people and like not i don't think many people in life have such a concrete like i don't know videos and material of when you were 18 19 years old and yeah to look back on which is weird and i don't know a little comforting but also a little i don't know i don't know yeah. And that's one area we're having it be the formats that we've chosen blessing and a curse is that we are seeing a relatively more unfiltered version than in comparison to like, I'm thinking about, Oh, shutter, shutter, shutter. It'll, <laughs> it'll be much more difficult for me to watch this even than the eight up club stuff. But like in college, when I was doing like vlogging stuff where that was all like Ugh. scripted to the letter and performative. And so it's still, obviously it tells you something about the person of seeing you know, from watch if I were to go back and rewatch any of that yeah. content, but like unscripted conversational stuff, even if it's unscripted conversational stuff about like pop culture, is a little bit more of a window into at least the thought processes. Although, yeah. albeit, as we said many times before, the YouTube stuff is a lot more performative than the podcast stuff. So I think we have an even better lens into that in the podcast world. Yeah, that's also something of like I've been doing a video journal for the past three years or so, not quite daily. It probably roughly translates out to like two to three times a week, depending on how much I keep on to it. That, you know, my the app that I use will be like, hey, do you want to see yours from like two, three years ago? And even that short amount of time has been like, oh, here's how different I was in that amount of time, you know, which has been interesting, especially in the sense of, I don't know, it's there's a difference of like three years when you're 28, 25 to 28 then three years when you're 18 to 21 in a huge way that's been 
I agree, but say more about that. I mean, so what, what videos do I – we have a video when I was – we were 18 and when we were 22, right? Of That was yeah. the last A-Dub Club was when we were – the last video A-Dub Club was when we were 22. And I can see the difference in that person drastically of being 18 versus 22 and those four years, three to four years of college. And just the – I don't know. Also in the sense of just, just my sensibility of life of I – my college experience definitely jaded me a bit, and my senior year, I was kind of sad, and watching that episode today when I was 22, or 21, I guess, was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit sad a little bit, because I could see a, li- a little bit of life gone. <laughs> Not gone, yeah. but but a little sad. I was a little sadder then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to note on something similar for myself because definitely, yeah, same thing of like, oh, yeah, no, my college experience made me a lot more sad than I was in my high school experience, especially yeah. compare and contrast between like senior spring of high school being like a high point for, oh, it's only yeah. fun and relative relaxation and interesting classes and doing fun plays and already in college and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's the people you've known for four years at the peak of your social connections to them. Yeah. I mean, obviously it varies for everyone, but like that was my experience. And then senior year of college was the, oh, I'm very sad all the time now. Um, and yeah. yeah, I was, I was torn on that because on the one hand I could see a similar thing of like, oh yeah, you're sadder than you were in these earlier episodes to some degree then, because I'm an adult now who probably the uh this is going to sound depressing and i don't i don't mean it this way but i also maybe don't not mean it this way so uh, um it's like well the version of like yeah you're just sort of going through life normally is much closer to the senior year of college experience than the senior spring of high school experience Um, uh in it more in the sense of just like okay it's more of just like you're going through normal stuff as opposed to it's not quite the low lows of college but it's not the high highs of senior spring and especially senior spring when you're being aggressively performative for a youtube show that 10 of your friends are going to watch yeah Um, i mean yes so i I was torn on the seeing it where i was like on the one hand oh bummer on the other hand oh cringe thinking about like this weird performative hyper 18 year old on the other hand oh is it a bummer that I feel like, ugh, the younger, happier one was cringe? And on the other hand, yeah, so I don't know. It's very mixed feelings. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think you'd agree with this. I, I'm sure we've talked about this many, many times of like, we definitely had a a uniquely good, maybe not a uniquely good high school experience, but definitely loved our high school more so than, I guess, st- what typically people describe high school as in yeah. the American culture of and also <laughs> even more so than other people at our high school. Uh, yeah. It's not like that. It was a universal great thing for everybody. No, which is, which is so interesting. Cause like we, we weren't the, our, our high school, we weren't the popular kids and there weren't really the popular kids in the prototypical high school sense. And like, mm. I don't know. We just had a good time. That was nice and freeing and good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's also something of what I want to talk about of like our, our friendship of like, yeah, that's something this podcast and this show, I've one of, one of the things that I think has kept this alive 
I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a non-cynical way. I think it's also a problem that I have. And this is also, you had to translate a lot in high school of, I say things in very negative ways that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like I mean positive things and I say sure. it in the worst way possible. So I'm trying not to do that. Uh, but I mean, one of the reasons for why this podcast has, has it's I think it's a chicken and egg thing of keeping my one of, if not, you know, my closest friendships alive for the past 10 years has been for the sake of, oh, every month or two. Yeah, we kind of, we got to bring ourselves to go do a podcast, but also like we want to do that. And like, mm-hmm. that's, this has been nice, man. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. On, on both counts of the like, yeah, absolutely. One of my closest friendships, arguably my closest friendship. And I totally agree with you on the chicken and egg front, both in the sense of, just thinking about this specific thing of like, oh yeah, great. We have a excuse to talk every couple months. We yeah. certainly spend as much time, if not more, just doing like, hey, how's your life going, man? Um, conversations oh, yeah. off or on mic, but off record before and after. But also because like I, from doing other occasional projects, nothing nearly to the length or the degree of this one, I know about myself that like, I'm definitely somebody who can very easily fall out of touch with people. If there's not like some prompting force, whether that is a thing that we're doing together or whether that's just like, Hey, we're both on Twitter and we're going to see each other constantly, or we both work together or blah, blah, blah. Um, And I know that, yeah, there are other, other friendships that have, I still consider them very strong friendships, but they are strong friendships that don't have the level of like frequent check-ins and consistency, um, including some that's like did have that level of consistency when we were doing silly little projects together. And then now we aren't. So, yeah, that was definitely something that, that you're, I, someone, someone in your life, I forgot who it was, had mentioned of like, so like, this is, do you guys ever call each other for other reasons? than to not talk or not do the podcast. And it was like, and technically, <sighs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Technically, yes. Sometimes. I, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> this is certainly a, one of its purposes is a vehicle for that. Which that was the same way, like the yeah. band that I was in in high school was, great, we're going to play 45 minutes of band practice and then two hours of playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 yeah. upstairs. It's like, <laughs> that is how my friendships have almost always gone. I see no shame in it. And hey, it's no different than if we were friends through a bowling league or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely been something of like some of my old other old friends in life of like, I don't have something to go and do with them outside of like, Hey, do you want to grab a drink this time? And like, Hey, do you want to go do something? And I, I'm okay with this. A lot of the time of being the person who has to put in the impetus to go and maintain certain friendships. But you know, it's, it's when it's only from one direction, sometimes it gets hard to maintain. And I don't think that these other people, I have one person in mind specifically, but like, when when he doesn't put in that similar effort, I know he's not. I think that's first off a very big thing in male culture and masculine traits is to like not maintain friendships in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's hard sometimes, you know, to have to be the one every time and to to do that. But you know, I try. 
<laughs> I will say on the subject of the podcast, one thing that I do appreciate and to me is an absolutely 1000% fair trade is that <laughs> yes. I'm the person who does all of the production work. I'll, I'll edit every episode of the podcast. I'll post whatever you want. No matter what, I'll like put as much effort into that as possible, provided you are the one who on the text that is like, hey, do you want to do an episode this week? And like does yeah. the like product <laughs> and the scheduling for that. Uh, that because is, that is yeah. also certainly how other projects have fallen apart in the past is that if I'm the one that's responsible for coordinating the thing, I guess it must be a, when I was back when I was a project manager, one other person on my team did sort of like do a straw poll of people on our team of like, it seems like 50% of people that she had met in project management are the kinds of people who bring that into their real life. And like, great, they're always scheduling the the things with friends. They're the ones that are like coordinating the vacations, blah, blah, blah. And then the other 50% are the ones who are like, nope, you will never catch me sending a single email when I'm on the clock. (laughs) Very, very, very much that is, I fell into that camp. But yeah. um, no, so I will say I appreciate it wholeheartedly. To me, like yes. <laughs> four hours of editing work is the equivalent of one, hey, do we want to do something next Saturday yeah. text? So I'll, it's I'll, it's I'll take funny because it. like this has been that has been something that I've talked about with my therapist a lot in general, is of like I've mentioned my therapist on the pod. Yeah, of course I have. Um yeah. of like, oh, there are some friendships and relationships in my life that like I've been the only one pushing and I every time explicitly be like, but with Whipple, we made a deal that like, exactly. this is fine. So it's like, as long as it's explicitly stated, like that's, that's great. You know, like, and of course, <laughs> to that point, if you ever do want me to put in more of that effort, you can always no. let me know and I will always try and I will probably fail at it. And then we'll always <laughs> it. No, no, no. But uh, do uh, edit those last two or three episodes, I think that are in the can right yeah, now. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, in on that for when we talk about um, any, podcast resolutions going forward yeah um podcast resolutions. yeah i guess i guess i would like to t- to focus more on the podcast in general yeah. like there's there's the is, video is, is there is there anything else with the youtube channel other than i'm glad oh i'll say this i'm glad we did it i'm i'm very glad Absolutely. we did it even though it's bad and that's arguably more so because it's bad or i don't know i'm sure if it was good then i would feel better because i'd be like well not only was it a fun thing to do, but also look at how good it is. Uh, yeah. So, but given that it's bad, I feel heartwarmed by the yeah. fact that it exists, and I never have to watch this again until the twentieth <laughs> anniversary. Yeah, I think something that's been very inspiring to me watching those episodes is first off uh, noticing general growth over the course of them. Sometimes, and then sometimes we devolve back into bloviating for a lot which i feel like this episode is a little bit that uh a teeny teeny bit but that's this feels like the episode for that but seeing us try and being consistent at something is something that uh is inspiring to me right now in my life of trying to get you know onto track of doing certain things in my life and also of seeing a piece of art grow over time and change and become the foundation for something else and us trying things and failing and adjusting and recreating and coming back into, you know, this awesome podcast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's yeah, it's a neat thing. It's a neat thing to have done. And Hey, now we get to say that we've been doing it for 10 years, which as you said before, not insane. Not a lot of other, (laughs) there's nothing else I can say that about. And, uh, not a lot of people I think that can say that about a, a singular project, even yeah. if it's taken multiple forms. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, one other thing on the YouTube channel to call out. You mentioned that there's supposed to be five episodes of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do uh, – I, I was double-checking this again. Somehow, I think a drive crashed and I lost all of the footage before I was able to – Oh, I remember that too. But then I was trying to like look for it and I was like, all of the footage is gone. And then I vaguely remembered there being a, some, some cataclysmic thing happening. Uh, so I don't remember the full details, but I am, I, I, I know that I do not have the footage anymore. So there are two lost episodes that just, unless I stumble on a hard drive that is in a closet somewhere that I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's a fun ignominious end to the YouTube era that there's just, <laughs> there's just two episodes that just don't exist. Uh, and a very a clear next time on tease yeah. for, I guess all, the only thing that exists for those episodes is whatever's in the next time on tease in that last one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess we want to talk about the podcast specifically now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see podcast mentioned before 39 episodes there's two more that are in the process of being edited so this will be our 42nd episode of the podcast when it's the answer to everything it is indeed um 36 hours plus whatever the two episodes that are in the can wow okay that's a lot of time yeah 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 Something I wanted to talk about is, first off, of how my opinions of a me, a, mainly a me thing, of how my opinions Go have changed and how I process and talk about things in life. I feel like I, I have thoughts and then I say them out loud. And then generally, once they hit my ears, I start to doubt and change them. And so listening back to an episode from four years ago is like, why the hell did I have this opinion has mm -hmm. been a common theme. <laughs> I like that because I was going to say the opposite is that in that I'm listening back to those older episodes and hearing just how much I am hedging every single thing that I say behind yeah. some level of, um, well, uh, don't worry. Like this, cause you know, we're two straight white guys. Oh, well, if you're an expert in this, like everything that I say is couched behind some level of like, I don't want to take, a, a, I don't want to take, or I don't want to stake myself out into any concrete opinion, <laughs> uh, in a way that I, I hope, and I think I noticed in some of the later episodes, either whether or not I still feel scared of the broader internet and uncomfortable staking a concrete opinion, at least I'm not doing as much of the hedging as I was before. Yeah, I think we have both learned from each other in that in uh, in the opposite ways, which is such an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I also do think, to, yeah, to some degree, it's also... Or it's the thing that I worry about is to what degree am I getting more and more conservative as time goes on? And I think I like I think I've noticed that it is a good mix of for every time that I every time that I get a little bit more conservative from my previous like college age liberalism, it also then gets like for every time that I'm like, is cancel culture really as big of a deal as everyone is saying? I also get a like, well, we should probably defund the police though. So like, I, I think I'm evening it out relatively reasonably, but yeah. um, it, I, I, that is probably also an element of it is that like, oh, I do find myself in general beyond just when I'm on podcast form, some of the 
pearl clutching at least of the earlier versions does strike me as more of a like yes this is the very online very twittery way that you talked five years ago that fortunately you do not do quite as much of anymore yeah i guess what what style of episodes do you enjoy that is something that i think we actually talked about even on a previous episode is that if you look at the podcast over time the length of episodes goes up. This especially becomes true as soon as we hit the pandemic. Um, and that length of episodes go up, the editing style changes. There's a couple different reasons for that that I'll get into in a little bit. And like the style of our conversations change a little bit more. And I think generally becoming more free-flowing and organic and less very topical and very topic-constrained. I think in the earlier episodes, it is more about like, we're going to come up with concrete topics and move from concrete section to section. Yeah. And then the later ones are more of a flowing conversation. I tend to like those later ones more. I do think there is sort of a, there are some sweet spots kind of in the middle of like, yeah. still very top. It, part of it, I think it's just the quirk of which topics are being discussed in which episodes. Um, but yeah. I think, I think I generally tend to like the ones that are a little bit more conversation, more flowing. The ones that I do think getting to the idea of like, what is it that, where is it the combo of the two of us is greater than or the, the sum of its parts or whatever the saying sure. is. One particular flavor episode that I like a lot, or one thing that I've noticed that we both do, is that I love to categorize. I love to control things. I love to like put things in the neat little boxes. I love to come up with like some grand unified theory of like, this is how x genre works or this is how blah 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 and then yeah. you definitely push back on a lot of that and like to blow stuff up and like to bring either counter examples or um say like does it need to be that controlled and i think the more interesting episode or one flavor of interesting episode is the one where it's like me trying to like categorize something that is and you pushing back on it or you trying to blow something apart and me pushing in to try and categorize it a little bit and where there's yeah. that sort of push and pull even if it's in a topic that we otherwise agree on, I think those are ones that are like, oh, there's a little bit of juice here that I think is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think something that you talk about a lot is how we, you know, having grown up in similar situations, uh, tend to agree on a lot of things, which is interesting because I th- I think we're definitely very different people of yeah. of just approaches to life and yeah and how that plays out in the podcast which i'm struggling to figure out how i think and feel about that which i guess actually to that point that's a way that what i was saying what you were saying kind of fit together where if like making up an example if we fundamentally both have the same opinions on um i don't know robots then (laughs) if we if we think the same sort of if we have our come up from similar experiences and like think sort of the same, like first level thoughts about the, the, about the thing, then where we differ is like, okay, well, how do we think about the way that we think about things or how are those other aspects of our personalities or aspects of our way of going through the world differ? And so it kind of like is, you know, we both agree robots are good. And then where we disagree is the like, well, what does it mean that robots are good or does the fact that robots are good have to fit into these 17 other different carefully curated um, organizational principles or whatever? And and I, I can see a world where us being similar and agreeing on the basic stuff 
opens us up to then having more of these differences of opinion and disagreements and explorations yeah. of ways of seeing the basic stuff that we already agree on. Yeah. That being said, I definitely do enjoy a lot of the episodes that where we just straight up disagree at the yeah. offset for things. That's fine. Some, two, two that come to mind is when we talked about the 2003 uh, cult classic of uh, Shape of Things um, and how we both felt drastically different opinions on the, uh, I guess, like thesis of the film. Yeah. Um, and then additionally of, uh, I feel like cancel culture, we kind of disagreed on. I think so. To an extent. Yeah. Um, what else? I really, I best, if there's a single best content decision that we have made with the podcast, it's the introduction of the pandemic check-in episodes. Um, yeah. I, I love those. I think those are, they're, yeah. they're one of my favorite episodes, which <laughs> ironic given it's like, it's so totally solipsistic. Uh, and <laughs> we just spent all this time railing about like, oh, I don't want to watch her. I mean, the difference is I think they're good on like the YouTube stuff, but um, I think, yeah, those are a breath of fresh air. Those are, we, those are explicitly interesting as a historical diary because you're yeah. talking about like probably the two most cataclysmic years of our lives, hopefully knock on wood. Yeah. But yeah, no, those, and, and they bring an interesting structure of like, yep, every six months we're going to have a little, let's just talk about how the world's going and how you're doing. Yeah. That's something that I'm afraid when we're like 40 or something, we'll look back at those in the same way how we look back at when we were 18 making that's the true. YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's something that's gotten me. It's just like, what, what am I, who am I now that 10 years from now I'm going to not regret, but yeah. like, that's also something of me when I watch myself or when I listen to myself, I just, I don't, I don't dislike me. I just, think of myself as very simple and i just, when i hear myself talk i hear myself saying my thoughts out loud for the first time mm. and I, I i okay now i'm doing it right now of like i'm trying to evaluate what i'm saying in my head right now but i'm also being like how is what i'm saying is super simple and not stupid but just like i don't know i don't feel like i sound like a smart person sometimes when I hear myself on a podcast. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I can get that from the perspective of like just the general purpose, like, uh, you're the way you sound, the way you sound or the way that things are expressed externally is different from the way they work through the brain internally. And therefore it feels like a trying thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, I will say one this is tangential, but one thing uh, that has been true since literally day one of especially the podcast, but the YouTube as well, you are a much better person and easier person to edit than I am because <laughs> yeah. what, what you do is that when you don't know what to say, you pause. And when you pause, that's an incredibly easy thing to edit. You just go snip, snip, great. And you can have a perfectly functional sentence. When I yeah. don't know what to say, I run on, I throw a bajillion ums, I pivot in the middle of a sentence to a different sentence in a way that is just like impossible to clean up interesting yeah it's 
I don't know. I think it's about th- like thought processes and how different people have them per se. And it's like, that's something that I know my anxiety. I literally wrote a journal about this today about how I try to have conversations almost like faster than I can think sometimes so that I don't have the opportunity to, I don't know, negatively think about what I'm saying and how it's going to be detrimental. And so I can just get it out there. And then when it's already out there, I can evaluate and feel it and judge off of the reactions of other people and decide. And I do often rescind and apologize for a lot of things in my life. And I've accepted that as like a fine, okay thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I take pride in that, frankly, you know, that's kind of built into my pattern of speech is preparing to take it back got it okay <laughs> i think yeah yeah no that makes sense that makes sense uh, yeah which is when you hear yourself talk on a podcast for 40 hours of content you really start to hone in on who you think you are and how you feel about yourself damn damn profound statement right there How about you? What uh, what self insights do you think you garnered for yourself? Let's see. The aforementioned hedging of everything in the first half of the episodes, which I do um, think you have gotten a lot more uh, secure and confident in staking your opinions. Thank you. I I agree. But that is good to hear that uh, reflected backwards. Let's see what else came to mind over the course of listening to the podcast. I will say, I do actually list, go back and listen to some of the podcast from time to time, just in general. So it was, I guess that was one thing. It was less of a total shock in comparison to the YouTube sure. because I do have more, both it's, you know, a five year gap, um, which is less of a shock than a 10 year gap, but because going through and most of these episodes are ones I have listened to at least once again not counting all the editing Um, yeah but yeah i think no that's the big one (laughs) okay (laughs) was there anything else that you noticed about me Um, you were expecting me to say that i didn't just say say just then i don't think so one other thing that is a subtle thing that i think probably most people wouldn't notice not least which the fact that no one listens to our podcast though i will get to (laughs) stats in a bit Mm. um there seems to be a bit of a shift in the podcast circa the pandemic starting. Part of it is that yeah. for that first pandemic year, we had a drastically up, drastic uptick in the number of episodes, which then leveled way, way, way back off as 2021 and 2022 rolled around. But like 2020 in particular, going from like, all right, we'll do an episode every two months to like six episodes in the span of three months um, over that first pandemic summer. That many? Um, it's something like that. Uh, Jesus. Not that exactly, but um, although I guess I can actually look it up. Uh, do, 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 do. I thought it was one per month in 2020. Um, so we did in 2020, we had our How you pre pandemic ones one? of the Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, and the Why Do You Play Games in Relationships. Yeah. Then from 2020, we had March 25th, Armchair Epidemiologist. April 23rd, the Arrival episode, May 7th, the Magic episode, May 28th, the Superhero episode, July 7th, the Twitch episode, August 4th, the Buffy episode, October 7th, the Howl's Moving Castle episode, October 29th. Wait, wait, sorry, the Twitch episode? 
what do you think about the financial relationship between Twitch oh yes 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 okay yeah, october 29th the next pandemic check-in and then december 10th the what makes good music episode so that's okay i guess yeah in the pandemic that's one two three four five six seven eight nine okay so about once a month but there was yeah. definitely there was one uh, there was two in one month for sure yeah um, but I think the other thing was at around that same time, I don't remember exactly when I made the switch. It would be interesting for me to try and figure out when that was. Actually, that's a lie. I can look that up right now. It was with episode 22. Which one is episode 22? It's the Twitch episode. Okay. Yeah. So the starting with that Twitch stream is episode in July of 2022. That was when I switched the editing tool that I used. Whereas for the first two years or three years or whatever it was, I was using Logic as my editor all the way through. And so would do a convoluted thing, um, which I streamed on Twitch once or twice um, for yeah. like three viewers where would go through and like do a rough cut edit in Logic first of just pulling out big chunks and anything that was like our pause, let's talk about blah, 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 off mic stuff yeah. um, and make the reorganizing of big chunks and then do a fine edit of like going through and actually moving stuff around and cutting out individual ums and pauses and blah, blah, blah. And then in with that episode, I switched to Descript, which is a tool that transcribes your audio, puts it into a script, a transcript. You edit the transcript and then it edits the audio. Yes. Um, which is a very cool program. I like it a lot. And the thing that I've noticed is the difference between the two is that the in logic, it's very easy to edit stuff that's like between segments. So like in between two different sentences or thoughts or any sort of overlaps or interruptions between like you cutting me off or like splitting that stuff apart or me cutting you off and all that, that's super easy to do in logic and harder to do in Descript because in Descript you're sort of just editing a single transcript. And so it's harder to do that sort of like shuffling apart. When did you say this thing versus when did I say this thing? But in Descript, it's so much easier to edit stuff within a single person's sentence or monologue. So cutting out like an um in the middle of a sentence or reorganizing stuff within a chunk. And so I think the later episodes are much more sort of conversational in the sense of it's not really editing as much when do we talk between each other but everything that we say ourselves is a lot tighter whereas the earlier episodes are much more like it's a discrete monologue for each individual person and then like there's more the it's a different style of cutting up the episodes that sounds different and i think the later ones sound a lot more conversational to me than the earlier ones which i think is fun and i like that yeah okay yeah i think it's i definitely i mean it's gotten better over time for sure though i will say the other huge part of that is um we have gotten better at doing the recording portion where in the previous ones through a combo of the fact that similar to the youtube channel mistakenly i think trying to make it into the kind of podcast that it isn't more of a like um, I think Sawbones, Sawbones and a podcast called Roboism were definitely the two that were in the back of my head of like, I want to make a show like this, where it's like a 30 to 40 minute thing. It's relatively tightly edited. It's relatively topic based. And then the later ones are more like, nope, it's just a free flowing conversation, whatever. So both editing it less within an inch of its life in comparison to the earlier ones. But also, even without that, in those first couple episodes, even if I tried to do an edit like the 
edits that we've been doing for the last two years, still we would probably throw away about half of the recording in order to get it down to whatever it is now. Whereas now it's like, no, pretty much it's just like remove some ums, clean up a couple false starts, clean up a few gaps, clean up a few points where we're like, pause, let's talk. Honestly, it's more often that we're going to be pause. I want to talk about my personal life for a little bit Um, rather than pause. We need to talk about what's the next thing we're going to say. Yeah. Um, So I think, yeah, we've just gotten a lot better at doing our style of A-Dub Club type conversations on mic. We could get pretty close to we couldn't actually do it because there's still enough pauses that we do, but like pretty close to being able to do a workable, like live streamed version of this would be 90% sure. of the way to an ADAP Club episode as opposed to being 50% of the way to an ADAP Club episode. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Something to, not, not a left turn, something that just popped in my head of. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, might, this might be too meta. We'll see. Of, no. uh, I mean, I don't know how, how that can possibly be a thing on this episode, but I don't know the purpose of the A-Dub Club and how that has sh- I shifted or has been defined and has not been defined over its creation. Yeah. Does that make say sense? More. Of maybe, but say more. Yeah. Of, of, <clears throat> I mean, there's a sense of, uh, who i mean there's there's one big question of are we trying to grow an audience you know yeah. and like to some extent the answer to that is we could be trying 20 times harder right um and how much of the point of this is to create not i mean yeah i guess to create art uh and to create a historical record and to 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 create something and put it out into the other versus to generate a following. Yeah. Which I will say, if the point of this is to try and grow an audience, a complete and total abject failure by. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and clearly to the end, the point is not to grow an audience or yeah. otherwise we've been in like such unbelievable delusion. Um, that said, <laughs> we do have, um, this is a little bit of estimation because PodTrack, the site that I was using for doing our podcast stats, they did just like six months ago switch to, now you're going to have to pay us if you want to get your all-time stats. We're only going to give you the last 90 days worth of stuff. Um, but I did last year, when I was looking at some numbers for some reason, download a um, export of some stuff. So I, I, I've roughly put together that between... PodTrack, which captures people who use our RSS feed, Spotify stats, which are good, and they actually like give us real data, and the podcast episodes being put on YouTube um, as audio yeah. only. We have about 700, about 800 total listens across all of our different stuff. That could be people that listened for 10 seconds and disappeared. Um, sure. That could be people that, whatever. Um, but yeah, so averaging about like 20-ish listens an episode. Um, the yeah. distribution is wild on that. A huge. The number one episode is our first episode, which makes sense because that's the first one that anyone sees if they ever go to Spotify or download the podcast or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, no one listens to our podcast is the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that anyone did. Um, but it's... I mean, that was definitely something of like, oh, I used to... 
I used to always post on Facebook whenever we had a new podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when exactly that fell off. I used to, you know, I would tell people about my podcast and have them download it. And I, I, I don't know. It's something that I don't know how much it matters per se. Yeah. Um, but it's just a shift in, I don't know. It's something, it's something first off, I know that we've never talked about. Yeah. And, and it's something I've always, I felt inconsistent about it in, yeah. How much is that a thing that I care about and care about trying to push for? And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, one thing that I do think is an interestingly humbling experience that I've had recently when I was looking at goodoldpodtrack.com um, is I think call out to the value and the worth of like SEO and how that actually is kind of important in some cases. Um, yeah. Because briefly during the pandemic, uh, early parts of the pandemic in 2020, um, I did a dumb bullshit thing where I was like, I'm just going to try and watch every Haley Steinfeld movie and then monologue about it for like 30 minutes on a microphone um, with no scripting and no planning. And I don't think it's that bad. I think I'm a reasonably eloquent um, off the cuff monologuer, but it's not a good podcast by any stretch. And it's one that I have not, I did five episodes of it. I've never promoted it once anywhere. Um, It has the same amount of total download, lifetime downloads as the eight up club does. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I think is because, Oh, yeah, it has the name of a famous celebrity in the title. It has sure. the name of movies. Are like the titles of the episodes are titles of movies. It's things that people would actually search. Blah blah blah. Whereas the Adub Club, it's impossible to search for um, because the name yeah. is the Adub Club. Um, it's all of our episode titles are the kinds of fun nonsense titles that are in the kinds of podcasts that I like to listen to. Yeah, which I think is fun and I it's like great. that. Yeah, but it's completely impossible. Like, there's no world in which you can search for. You know, if you're someone who really cares about listening to our The Shape of Things episode and like you've been dying to hear someone talk about it, you're going to find a podcast called Not a Rudhead and you, you'll have no idea what that's about. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. I do think in the world where we do decide to, I guess that is still an open question that we'll have to come to a decision on, but like in the world where we do decide that we want to make um, more of a um, concerted effort, concerted effort, um, how much is the branding decisions of the podcast, um, a handicap that we'll have to overcome. Yeah. So I guess very. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm actually going to separate before we even get to the audience one in more depth. Um, how are you feeling with the podcast as an artistic thing, as like, as just like a piece of content? Is there any changes? Let's do it. Uh, eight of club board meeting. Um, are there any <laughs> changes that you would want to make to the podcast itself irrespective of its ability to gain more listeners. Hmm. The one that I'm going to pitch is I don't want to do the intro anymore. I want to stop doing the intro Um, because one, it's more work and I don't want to do it Two, I don't like it anymore. I was, as I was listening through all these episodes, I was like, Oh, I don't think this is fun. I would rather, I, it feels very, it, it gives me the same feeling that a lot of the stuff of the early YouTube episodes do of, and maybe this is just my own baggage. It gives me the same feeling of the early YouTube episodes of, oh, I can see me trying to pretend like I'm one of the McElroys by doing a McElroy-style intro I, uh, and feeling less organic and more like trying to copy something. That's, But I, I, I love the third thing. The third thing of uh, not – well, there's two third things. There's, there's three important things you should know. 
Um, and then there's the, hi, I'm Alex Wade, I'm Andrew Whipple, and then we have the third thing, oh, which no, no, was no. a bit. That, that intro I want to keep doing. I don't want no, to do absolutely. the, I don't want to do the pre. Yes. The pre. I thought, that's what I thought you were saying. I, I, I love that third thing as well, though. Like, of the, like, what, what would you think the intro would I'm be? Just, I, I think just go into the theme song. Just the theme song and then go into, I'm Alex Wade, I'm Andrew Welcome Whipple. Club, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, so I'll get, so I'll say the whole reason why to peel back the curtain, the reason why I did that intro in the first place was in an attempt on like, okay, well, it's very important for people to understand what your podcast is the first time they're downloading it, give them some indication of what that is. Um, yeah. And so using the, I do think the, a podcast on blah, 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 blah. Um, I, that is good. And I've started, I did already start putting that into anywhere in like the iTunes description and stuff like that. Cause like that's as close as you're going to get to a good description of what the Adub club is yeah. with a bunch of keywords. But the, so that was the original idea behind it was the one give people a like, Hey, this is the kind of thing. And most importantly, it's about all this stuff. And yeah. I don't know what you're going to get Two, here's a spoiler stuff, but admittedly it's mostly just trying to like, or it was a combo of trying to ape the McElroys. And one sure. thing that I do did like at the time, because I was doing another podcast with another friend, I did like the idea of every podcast that I was doing had a different style of intro thing. So in that one, it was a like thing I stole from a podcast called Too Beautiful to Live, where it's like a little mini clip show that turns into the intro that then turns into um, just yeah. like in media res jumping into the thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I I could see uh I could have that. I could respect that disappearing. That'd be fine. Okay. Well, I'll think about it a little bit more. The only, the reason I bring it up is also like, well, this would be the perfect time to do it is if we hit the five year anniversary mark, if we are gonna make the change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um did I have any other pitches? That was the pre- preeminent one, because that was the one that I was hearing myself say that every Yeah. A change for me if I really hate when I go, uh, or, you know, I just, uh, I'm just really trying to, uh, I hate whenever I did that really? I did so often. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, and there was one episode, the Bo Burnham episode where I kept saying that I was an artist over and over again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Didn't fun. like that. That's fun. <laughs> I get that. Uh, that said, I do like the... I guess not surprising. I like the ones where we get into the like personal stuff and personal stuff, both in the yeah. sense of like talking about our real lives, but also bringing personal experience or personal expertise into something that we're already yeah. talking about. And actually that's one stuff in cases like the Bo Burnham episode. What I did really like about that is I like one of those fun ones where I have enough, enough knowledge and experience with acting and theater stuff to be able to get what you're saying, but you have so much a deeper theater and acting specific life and experience that like you are sure. bringing new stuff that even me, I'm like, great, this is good. This is a, a depth of understanding that I'm gaining something from. Yeah. It's, that's definitely when you said earlier on this podcast of like the, the six month check-ins of liking that. I really like those a lot too, because we usually get into some, some deeply personal philosophical view of life that has struck us in whatever we're going through at the moment um yeah that is is you know that that i sometimes because as you as you said earlier like oh i feel like i come up with you said i come up with like 70 percent of the topics which i think is true and i think a lot of those some of them are generated from i'm going through something right now 
what's a philosophical question around it? Sure. Um, like I, there are some specific episodes I'm like, oh, I was going through this specific thing right then that made me think of a topic to talk about. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. There was another thing I was going to say about past episodes. A, regre- a regrettable thing in ter- or not regrettable, but a thing that might be the def- maybe a, a definition point in terms of like the other question of like, do we want to grow an audience or something like that is basically by every single metric of what I've heard of how do you grow an audience, especially for a not clearly topical or clearly like news pegged or built on a celebrity podcast is you just got to release every week or every other week, which that's fucking a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. That one's going to be, yeah, that's, that's not, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I don't want, there was a fantastic play I saw, I guess three or four years ago that one of the characters, uh, was a baker, not a baker. They baked really good cookies and muffins and cupcakes or something. And another character was like, Hey, why don't you, like turn this into a business and it was like well then it becomes work and i to some extent agree with that sentiment of like i don't want i don't know this to turn into work and to even even though for this specific one (laughs) this very specific episode of having to watch everything was a little bit of work um i don't know i still want to maintain the the non-work nature of it yeah, that, I, think that, I, that. I feel is is paramount. Um okay. and I don't want to yeah. sacrifice I don't know. I think I, I think I like and I agree with that. And actually to even the point of in a world where we did decide that we did want like a podcast audience, I would almost be more inclined to say we keep the Adub Club as a special occasions like once every couple months thing, and then we just start a different podcast is would be something that I would be like more inclined to do. Cause I which I'm not saying that I do feel inclined to do that, but like I there's there's both the sense of like the activity of making a podcast as being a thing to protect from the work nature and then there's also kind of the thing of like the adub club and i almost feel more strongly about the like the adub club is its weird little special snowflake that also yeah. candidly probably has an upper limit to the it's not the it's not the most marketable of things um, no and it's also not. again it's called the adub club it's impossible to search for it's it's the sort of thing that a it 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 should have been like oh after you've already made your very profitable uh you know hit podcast or tv show or whatever this is the side offshoot of hearing the random gibberings of of those people podcast that, uh, that we or just it's, the, it's or it's the kind of thing that we should have started in 2012 stuck to in the 2012 like started as a podcast in 2012 done it like consistently once a month and then it would be a successful podcast by virtue of yes that, there were six podcasts in 2012 yes exactly <laughs> uh but okay yeah I, I mean i do think though the one the closest thing to that that i will get to is i do new year's resolution which is bad year of themes whatever um is uh that i don't i want to i want to trim down the gaps between recording and releasing which is entirely within my control which is <laughs> to get around to editing things uh, yeah i would like to get that back down to like a month's gap or so rather than like four yeah 
I I think that has just been a virtue lately of just the, the the pandemic has been winding, if not completely winded down, as you can listen to in one of the new podcasts that uh, we'll be releasing, hopefully within the next six months of our last pandemic check-in that was recorded in November, October, I want to say. Yeah, um, I think so. October or November. Um, I think it's a combination of that, the fact that you moved and have started a new job and... Uh, also, um, and this yeah. I will not apologize for. It's the combination of also like living with someone now, and I'm like, oh, it's very, it's more fun to sit on the couch and watch TV with them than it is to sit in a room and edit a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there are also plenty of days where it's I'm sitting alone on the couch watching TikTok instead of sitting in a room alone editing a podcast. And I think it's some of those days that I can probably make a little tweak to. Sure, but I don't know. I mean, I've also uh leaned back on how many episodes per 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 month we do yeah we're i think we're gonna be on track to do five episodes this year if i'm counting one that gets um released at least if i'm counting getting at least one of the two that are in the backlog out before the yeah. next number i think we'll be five i definitely year, feel which i think is like, our smallest per yeah year but but still within reason. I, I, I think of my goal post-pandemic ha- is like five to six, you know, like that sure. feels comfortable. Maybe once a month, but like that's aggressive. Yeah, um, we've never successfully the, we've never successfully hit once a month. I think we've usually fluctuated between – ignoring this year, I think it's been like well, around like eight, eight or nine. Well, no, except for, except for 2020, right? I think 2020 even that was still like 10 or 11. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Our most popular episode is the first episode, unsurprisingly. What is our least popular episode? Um the Dune episode. Yeah, that's fair. But some of that is also like whatever's the new episode, usually. The the most popular episode will usually be like the first what, they'll be the first ones both because it's the first and also because it's the one that's lasted the longest. So it's the longest time to pick up little incremental downloads over time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, a fun thing is that uh, we did see a fun little spike in that we have about 100 downloads in the last 90 days, according to PodTrack. Um, and then I was looking at that a little bit more closely and noticed, huh, there was one week in the beginning of October when somebody downloaded 40 episodes, downloaded every single one of our episodes once and then the same thing happened in the last week of uh november where someone downloaded all <laughs> our episodes once but a few other people also download some stuff too so not exclusively uh, just you and me but we yep. are definitely 80 or so of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh something i want to talk about was uh wade and whipple isms and like our oh. of so I know. So, so first off, I'm so proud of qualifying statements, and I want to bring that into real life more. Frankly, um, make t-shirts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, secondly, I know one of my Wadeisms is what me talking about. I need a I need a succinct way to describe this. Is why I'm bringing it up. Is of uh, the thing that I really love the most about sci-fi uh, mm-hmm. is. And I'm I'm even struggle describing it right now. Of of is not the fact of oh spaceships and and lasers is the emotion that's brought to the thing 
whatever the story is. I'm sure I've said it. I've said this at least five or six times throughout the podcast, and I know I've said it better than that. But yep. that general idea of sci-fi, not space and lasers, emotion, and the what if. Yeah. Did you notice any, I guess, Whipple-isms like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed um, in terms of thinking through the, like, this is more sort of at the level of like topics and stuff like that. But like, I was noticing that I am very drawn to both in like the topics that I pitch and also the topics that like I dig into a lot. I obviously, I love fucking talking about genre. Ooh, if you can get me talking about a genre <laughs> and like the genre conventions and genre definitions, I love it. I love doing any sort of like meta criticism thing of like criticism about criticism. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, you tend to be, I think, or more, I mean, one, more pitches come from you in general. But like, I think for me, I tend to really like the genre criticism-y and review-based episodes of like, let's watch a thing and talk about it. And yeah. I think you definitely are the one that pushes a lot on bringing to the table the like, let's talk about this future stuff. Let's talk about this technology stuff. Let's talk about yeah. this sort of like more adulthood, other real life-y things. Which yeah. I think it's fun. It's a fun seeing sort of where our particular bugbears are uh, in another way that like i someone i remember several years ago probably at xoxo or something which there's a whippleism is that i talk about xoxo all the time <laughs> yes um, that uh someone was like oh well if it's just a you guys talk about whatever you want like what kinds of things are the kinds of topics that you talk about and i gave the normal spiel of like sci-fi fantasy technology pop culture the internet general literary um and they're like yeah, yeah sure fine dive into that a little more and that was <laughs> one of the things i was sort of as probing through it it's like yeah, I like a lot of genre stuff. I like a lot of like, let's talk about a piece of media. Wade likes a lot of future stuff. Wade likes a lot of technology stuff. Wade likes a lot of like society stuff. Uh, yeah. And that's, and I think something that what some of our best episodes are the combination of those two things of we are usually uh, critiquing or talking about some piece of work and then are pushing it to how it relates to life and like, how it so like shape the shape of things episode i really enjoyed because of oh, yeah. how it related well th i mean something that we talked about on that episode was how we wish there was more of these kinds of pieces of work that really asked these sort of philosophical questions for the sake of a show even though we disagreed on or no we agreed on how it you know had a lot of shortcomings and how it was doing but the idea of that episode and what the th questions that we're asking and how it related to real life were really cool. That and also the Bo Burnham episode, I really liked nice. how they, uh, you know, how they related to real life. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, yeah. What are the episodes that I really liked? I really like, I love, I really love the rise of Skywalker episode. I think that might be my favorite episode that we've done. Interesting. Um, and partially, I think that is also just like, that's so in the tank and in the wheelhouse for exactly the cut. Like my favorite podcast is Blank Check, which is a long form film review and discussion podcast or they're like, yeah. and so like that is kind of the closest to, yeah, that's like, it's a two and a half hour. Let's just go through every <laughs> detail of this movie. Uh, yeah, and, that's fair. And, in a way that was fun. But I think I, I like that. I like, I really like. I would always call this out as like our best episode. And I don't know if it's necessarily our best one, but I still, I think the, can you like good art from shitty people episode holds up really well. I agree. Yeah. 
definitely um, the cancel culture episode all to a lesser extent but i think both of those are a good a good pairing um the yeah. cancel culture one i think is a little more hedgy but yeah i think i think that's a good nuanced interesting take on thorny topics yeah what was uh the first dangerous episode was that cancel that's culture? the cancel culture one okay gotcha yeah um yeah definitely I do think my favorite moment on the podcast, if we're going to get very uh, <laughs> uh, way self-indulgent and do our little clip show, um, my favorite my, my favorite single moment is the part where I revealed to you that I watched all seven seasons of Buffy um, on the Buffy episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was one I had, I'd had banked up for like the, when I realized I was going to be able to finish the show before the episode. And like, as soon as I had that, I had it banked up for like, I cannot wait to drop that bomb. <laughs> I think it, landed. it did. It did. Yeah. That was terrifying. That was also something of, we were Joss Whedon fanboys so much in high school and then painful to watch in those episodes you can oh my God. slowly see the descent over the course like into the podcast us be like uh joss whedon uh, he he might have done some bad things and then to, to like joss whedon canceled done with him like at one point in time we were straight up like oh we're gonna do a joss whedon uh like like that's gonna be the equivalent of our star wars thing we're gonna review all of star wars Every time a new Star Wars thing comes out, which, by the way, have we removed every movie? I think we have. Right? We we never did anything for Solo or Rogue One. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, because we did on the... There's just going to be did, so many. <laughs> yeah, because we did The Force Awakens as the last YouTube, and then we did Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian, I yeah. think, are the three that we've done. And there were so many strong opinions of, like, I do still think Doctor Who is the best sci-fi TV show of all time. Whipple, <laughs> I might, I might still. I, really, I, I I could go for that. I mean, or uh, I also haven't seen the last couple seasons, but yeah. um, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a reasonable still in the running one. But uh, yeah, I. Okay, we've we spent so much time bashing the earlier episodes and bashing ourselves specifically, but one more bash yeah. that I got to throw in is just how how uninteresting all of our nerdy opinions are of like, yeah, oh my God. you guys are just talking like every nerd ever. And none of yeah. the things that you're saying are interesting of like, yeah, we love Joss Whedon. We think Joss Whedon's the best. We are the, it's like, yeah, it's all just the most boring stock standard. Like, Oh, go look up nerd in um, a catalog and all right, cool. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I, that, yeah, it's, there's nothing interesting. You didn't bring it to there were some cringy opinions that I had to, that were just, uh, I just, I, I don't even want to bring them up again, frankly, because I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I do like, uh, similarly to everything else we've been talking about, I like how our own personal esoterica has come out a little bit more in these episodes. Like I was just saying before of like, yeah. oh, the idea of the fact that like, Whipple has this preoccupation with genre and that Wade is really interested in like, interpersonal relationships and how that affects society and like stuff yeah. like that. That's like, or and even at the level of like particular quirks and I'm sure I've ranted about copyright once or twice and that's not sure. a podcast, like our own particular bugbears yeah. uh, is, is fun to see that it is much for it being still a podcast about nerds doing, talking about nerdy stuff. It is not the stereotypical, like, we are just all we are going to be as cartoon characters of nerds saying cartoon character of nerds opinions. It's going to be 
all right, well, how does that turn into an actual fully fledged person with yeah. fully fledged and different interests? It's still Wade and Whipple. Still Wade and Whipple. Um, Eight up club bingo. That's another uh, Whippleism. That that was yeah. That would be another yeah. one. If we were like, if this was a successful show with a lot of fans, then you could make some money off an eight up club bingo t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of the questions we're asking right now would be answered by us, by our throng of adoring fans that totally exist right now in this day and age. But um, yeah. So first, anything else in terms of thinking about the next five years, the next 10 years of the eight up club podcast that... <sighs> Um, I will throw one out, which I don't know how I feel about, uh, and we don't have to make any decisions now, but I will call out every tool that I use in the podcasting tool chain from Zencaster to Descript has been making a huge, big push about, Hey, we're going to make it so easy for you to record, um, and edit video podcasts. So if we ever wanted to try a video podcast, <laughs> uh, the tools exist and I have access to them. I don't know if that's a thing we would ever want to try. It also does mean we could try it and then just scrap the video part of it. But I will throw that out there. That'd be interesting. Um, maybe I I would cons- maybe that'd be a special thing. Maybe that'd be a uh, what's my call it? Um, the check-ins could be mm. the video podcast uh, just to add more historical context to our lives and like that's the thing that like you know the buzzfeed article 50 years from now like these these folks have been doing a podcast for the past 50 years and then we have this video of us every six months as we grow old together (laughs) yeah fuck man damn the one marker of success that would be fun if we could ever get to the point where we could do it which I mean, I guess we could just like set up a microphone and a table wherever we want and do it old school style. Doing a live episode would be fun. I yeah. have no, there's no world in which that happens when you have five listeners, but um, a live episode yeah. would be cool. Put it on Twitch. Have people ask us questions. Yeah. <sighs> that is, okay, that's actually the one other, the, the, the two benefits that would come from, the two benefits to the podcast I could see that could come from having more listeners is one i think doing a live show would be fun two some level of interactivity and some level of like hello audience you exist you can give us content both you can give us content but also like oh we can get feedback on stuff and blah 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 where as of right now we have never once gotten a single real non-spam email from uh anyone for this podcast which is fine because it's again mostly a hey let's solipsistically discuss amongst ourselves as an excuse to maintain our longest friendships but I don't know. Email will be fun. I mean, we have we have gotten comments on the YouTube videos, which that's been nice. That's true. Yeah. Anything else that you would want to explore in the world of the podcast in 2023 or 2033? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, nothing that we haven't already been, you know, that isn't already integral to the show of asking new questions and talking. Nice. I would like to put a little bit more work into simplifying my publishing setup, if only as another thing to go into my software development portfolio. But other than that, sure. I think. Yeah, anything yeah. else about 10 years of ten years of the ADAP Club? Yeah. Um, thanks, Pam. Um, for thank you, too. I'm very glad to around. do this. And here's the yeah. 10 more. Here's the 10 more. Fuck. Oh. 
God, this is uh, Eight Up Club is definitely going to make uh, an appearance in uh, my toast at your wedding. Okay. Um, there we go. I think as long <laughs> I think we can consider we can consider the Eight Up Club still a going thing as long as we do one episode a year. As long as we do at least one a year. Yeah, I we're think, good. We're gonna do sense. more. We are. We're gonna do we're, more. We're gonna. This is not the end, obviously. But oh, um, oh, oh, don't be talking like that. But I mean, if like when we get to the twentieth anniversary, the thirtieth anniversary, if it gets, if it comes down to just a once a year podcast, oh, yeah, that's not nothing. That counts. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. I mean, there was a three year hiatus. There was a three year hiatus. That's true. So I guess yeah. I, I am, though, proud. Like, legit five years, for real, of doing yeah. the podcast podcast. Wow. Which, that in and of itself is impressive. <sighs> Damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. If that's all, then if you want to go down memory lane <laughs> and find the last five years of this podcast, you can do that at theadub.club. That's T-H-E-A-D-U-B dot C-L-U-B. You can also try and find our YouTube videos, which we're not going to take off the internet, no matter how cringy and embarrassing they are. Unfortunately, which, because you probably don't find them as embarrassing as we do, because you're not watching yourselves. Um, but uh, the you can find our podcast on our podcast site. You can also find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. You can also, for now, maybe this does not is not true at the point in time when we release this episode, because who knows what the next couple months in Twitter is going to be like. But in theory, <laughs> you can tweet us at the AW Club. That's T H E A W C L U B. You can also email us at the AW Club at gmail.com. That's T H E A W C L U B at gmail.com. Uh, and I believe that, that is everything. Yes. Do you have that uh, memorized or written down somewhere? No. I just vibe. I just vibe with it. I, yeah, I, that's yeah, uh, and that, as you can tell, that I do them all in a slightly different order each time because I'm like, ah, fuck, which is the one that is supposed yeah. to come up next, or which one have I forgotten? But no, it's always the website. Find the podcast on the various podcast platforms. Email us, tweet at us. Huh? Cool. In some order. Okay. Well, eight of club out. Eight of club out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is the one. This is yeah. the this is the like peak solipsism and peak um, narcissism episode. And uh, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, all right.